Okay, so. Mouthful of bacon cheeseburger. Sorry. Love that for you. With my white wine. Because <laughs> I'm a classy, trashy bitch. The perfect, the perfect pairing. Honestly, that's what I would tell someone to Thank drink you. with their... Yeah, honestly. With their Chardonnay. Yeah, 100%. With their Coastal Ridge 2015 California Chardonnay. <laughs> Anyways, this is Bookaholics Anonymous. <laughs> I'm Alicia. I'm Francesca. And this is where we talk... Well, where we get drunk and then talk about the books we read this week. Yes, it is. I'm on my <laughs> third glass of wine. Actually, probably fourth. I've kind of I'm, lost count. Yeah, I'm on my fourth vodka and seltzer water how the fuck are you not drunk right now i don't put too much vodka okay so you're a pussy that's what i wanted to know okay well which one of us has to go to work tomorrow that's fair i'm unemployed so i can't drink two bottles of wine and not get in trouble (laughs) right i mean if i didn't have to work tomorrow yeah sure of course i would put so much vodka in this half of it would be vodka that's fair and that's why we have to switch to recording on saturdays Yeah, we were supposed to be recording on Saturdays. That has not worked out yet. Because I've never been prepared. (laughs) Francesca never finishes the book on time. I'm dyslexic. Leave me alone. Okay, but Francesca also listens to it and doesn't have a job. So Hey, I thought we were talking about not talking about how I listen to audio. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I feel like there's not there's too many people out there who don't count audiobooks as reading. And as as we both are very avid audiobook users, I think that... I'm dyslexic. Yeah. And you're dyslexic. Mostly me. Actually me. <laughs> right. You're dyslexic. I feel like we should be the ones to champion audiobooks because it's definitely... If Hachette wants to hire me in their audio department or if anyone, anyone in their publishing circuit <laughs> wants to hire me for their audio department, please reach out. Alicia has a job. I don't. Please hire me. <laughs> I'll be happy Please. to send my resume to anyone that wants it. <laughs> it's mostly oh retail work. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of publishing. There is research. some layout and design. Francesca's very good at layout and design. Thank you. You're welcome. I was the one who recommended you, bitch. Come on. I really appreciate it. I have a lots of experience. I have experience in publishing, but it's but like real jobs I've been paid for are mostly in retail. And lingerie and makeup sales, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> those were those are and were dark periods of my life. <laughs> All the better for you to edit nonfiction books. Come on. Yeah, for real. I love and we love nonfiction. I love nonfiction too. So yeah, I know you do. I just want a good like detective to reach out to me and be like, "Hey, I want to write a book about this case that I I worked on." And I'm like, "Oh my god, please let me do it." The more and more episodes we record the more i'm convinced that you should have been a journalism major i should have but i get really self-conscious about people reading my writing and i like to critique other people's writings more yeah mood how do you i don't know how i survived being a journalism major but i did it i survived i took one journalism class and when i say i took it i mean i dropped it in the second week but i went and looked at my credits and realized i had credits with me from AP US History. Thank you, Mr. Greening. <laughs> My three on that AP, I didn't have to take that class, so I dropped it. But I guess, should I just get into my book? Yes, wait, what's the name of the, be- the book you're doing this week? So this week, I'm doing The Burning. Ooh. By Mega Majum- Majumadar. Ooh. 
Hey y'all, this is Editing Alicia popping in to insert a trigger warning here that I forgot to mention while we were recording. This book does deal with some violence against minorities. I don't go into too much detail in the episode, but it is still there. If you may find that triggering, I suggest you maybe skip this one and listen to one of our other episodes. Okay, thanks. Back to the episode. Feel free to roast the shit out of Alicia in the comments. There is no comments. This is a uh, podcast and I'm drunk. So please <laughs> be nice, but roast the shit out of her. It's super fun. 10 out of 10 recommend roasting your friends. <laughs> Mood. I mean, all my friends do it. So, but the cover is beautiful. That I got is a this. really pretty cover. I actually really like that font. Me too. I just love this cover so much. It's so simplistic, which is my style. Yes. I got this as a part of book of the month. Shout out them. Thank you, Elite. Uh, thank you, Melissa. I still have Thank you, my Melissa. Book. Shout out to Melissa. Melissa, we love Melissa. In this in this podcast, Melissa, please send us free books. Melissa, <laughs> I know you're listening to this. I know I still you get text Melissa. Melissa, I know you get free copies of your of Book of the Month books at your office. <laughs> fucking send them to us. Jesus Christ, Melissa. I know you're fucking listening to this. Send it to us. <laughs> Melissa is definitely not listening to that, and I support her. Oh, I'm her. sending this episode specifically to Melissa. I'm if any episode I send, it's gonna be this one to Melissa. Melissa, <laughs> you know who you are. You're literally Fucking saying send this, this as us. much as possible, so I can't cut it out. Melissa, uh, every other word's gonna be Melissa, so she knows. <laughs> I want my free book. <laughs> oh my But gosh. okay, going back to the font because I have a real appreciation for font. I love it because it's not serif. And if you don't know the difference between sans serif and serif, Google it. I don't have time to explain it. I'm really tired. Serif has um, the little nubs at the tops of the letters. Like Times New Roman is serif. Times New Roman is serif. Sans serif is not as like Comic Sans, which is like a horrible, a horrible choice to describe it because everybody hates comic sans what'd you say ironically good for dyslexia though i've heard listen you're not wrong (laughs) my mom's emails when in like 2009 my mom's emails used to be strictly in comic sans thank god it's 10 years later and she doesn't do that anymore (laughs) she's just squiggle denise but her text message uh sign-offs are literally like the squiggle symbol and denise Love that. Love yeah, that. Yeah, so her. now my sister and I just call her Squiggle Denise. Um, I love that it's not hard on the eyes. I love the color because especially with something like the burning, you could go bright red with it and they didn't. And I love that. Do you want to see the back? Yes, we do. I hope it's the same. Oh. <laughs> that I'm not I wasn't expecting. It's a completely orange back cover. I thought it would have continued. The line. Yeah, I don't know if this is a book of the month like exclusive edition because I don't know. I have Melissa, another... can you tell us? Yeah, Melissa, chime in in the comments. <laughs> Hold on, I have an I have another one right here. Yes, reach for that shelf. Wow, that was really slick. I'm really proud of you. But this one also doesn't have anything on the back either. So I wonder maybe if that's, that's just... a book of the month thing. Maybe it must be. Although I I will admit this one fits better because it it kind of flows. Yeah, it does. For reference, I'm holding up Atomic Love by Johnny Fields. 
It does because it's like this basically the background without the lettering exactly. and the person on the front. Whereas with the burning or a burning, it would have done better to just continue that linear orange line around the back. But that's just me. Right. That's right. just the designer in me. Exactly. I mean, I'm with you there. But yeah, I got this part of the book of the month. It's... Do you Are you subscribed to book of the month? Yes, I am. Really? I would love a free subscription from Book of the Month if they're <laughs> interested. I'm super poor. I would 100% subscribe if I wasn't so poor. Please. Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> you, I will send you my address. I'm not going to put myself on blast here. But Melissa, I still have your book I need to send back to you. I'm really sorry. I still haven't finished it, even though you gave oh it to me in February. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Melissa. Melissa, I'm so sorry. I literally talk it's, to you probably once a week, and I'm so sorry. It's, um, what's it called? It's the freaking Girl on Fire book that she made me oh, read, but it's not yeah, Girl yeah. on Fire. It's the other one that she wrote. Brain on Fire? No, it's, um, <laughs> Girl on Fire. I just realized that's Alicia Keys. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my name sister. <laughs> no, um, I'm thinking it's the second book that she wrote. About the the non-psychiatric patients that go into psychiatric wards in the 70s. Um, but she mentions Brain on Fire like every other page. And that's why I haven't kept reading it. Because Damn. she just won't shut the fuck up about her own self. Shit. And that, Love motherfuckers, that. is a real tea. Yeah, I've been subscribed. I think this is my third month. This Ooh. is the first one I've gotten to read out of all of them. Wow. Because I've been busy with busy. other books. Yeah. You got a book but, club, you got a podcast, and you got your own personal self. Right, exactly. I have two book clubs and this What podcast. the fuck? Yeah. I have one that I run myself, one that's just a group one, and then I have our podcast. Obviously. I hate you. <laughs> you can't see my face. Like, the, the listeners can't see my face, but I hate you. It's a lot of work on top of, like, I actually have a full-time job. I hate you. I ha- don't have a job, and it's hard to get through one book a week for me. Well, you also have to listen to it because it's hard for you to straight up read them. So well, that's like, like it's not that hard itself. for me to straight up read them, but like, oh, f- like physically going get it, going and getting a physical copy of a book is such a pain in the ass for me right now. That like using my mom's, my mother, my mother's Audible account. It was just 10 times easier because it's free, just like the alcohol of theirs that I'm drinking because I still live at home. So anyway, my book. Yes, <laughs> a burning. We're literally almost a half hour to this recording. But okay, it's okay, but you said yours was short. It is really short. So, it's not even 300 pages. Fuck off. Mine mine was like eight hours, nine, like eight or nine hours. So I looked your book up and it was 325 pages. So I, I told you it. I'm very detailed with my notes. Well, I'm not. I know you're not. So this book covers three main characters. Okay, wait. Before you, like, fully dive into it, can we just say... Do you have to go pee? No. (laughs) That is your MO. There is either two reasons I interrupt you. It's to go pee or for more ice for my wine. Let's be very clear about that. No, I was going to say, yours are, like, books, like, I would never pick up myself. But mm-hmm. I still enjoy the story. Yeah. But yours, are, even though yours aren't as detailed, I still enjoy the story. Whereas mine is like, I don't know where to cut my notes. 
And that's why mine are 10 times longer than yours is because I don't know where the line is. (laughs) And I see that line and I'm like, I'm going to jump it and (sighs) exceed my record of 20 feet. So this is going to be fun. I have good feelings about this book. The cover is beautiful. You always have good choices. Thank you. I'm excited. You may proceed. Okay. So I would just like to preference this is that I chose this book over Mexican Gothic, which is now my book club book pick for this coming month. Mexican Gothic? Yes. I thought it was also interesting because I have a coworker named Mega. So I had never heard that name before my coworker. Wait, can, I see and then... the, can I see the name better? Oh, okay. It's like Mega from like Hercules. Yeah. Okay. Majum, Majumdar. Majumdar. So there are t- three main characters that we get perspectives from. Jivan, P.T. Sir, and Lovely. P.T. Sir is lit- literally like P.T. like physical fitness, sir. Okay. Okay. I just love and, the name, like, Lovely, like, as a nickname. That's so cute. Yeah, I, d- I knew someone with the name Lovely when I was growing up, and she was very, she was very talented. She was very cute. But the name, like, Lovely, how could she not be? So we start, we open the book with Jivan's point of view, and this train has just been blown up by these terrorists. And Where is it set? This is set in India. That's a good question, actually. So this book is set in India. I think in modern times, it doesn't give me anything to suspect it's not in modern times. So I'm pretty sure this is set We can assume the, it's like the 2010s. 2010s-ish. 20, yeah. 20,000s. 20, yeah, the 2000s. Yeah. 2010s. Well, the earliest, the 90s, right? Am I wrong? Or earliest 2000s. I think earliest 2000s, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So it opens up. This train has just blown up. (laughs) This train has just been blown up by these terrorists. And Jivan sees this on the news and goes onto Facebook and writes this post. Oh, if you wrote on Facebook, then it's definitely the early 2000s. (laughs) She writes this post about... Let me see if I can find it. So this, the post says word for word, if the police didn't help ordinary people like you and me, if the police watched them die, doesn't that mean that the government is also a terrorist? Which I think was a really great line. Which is also very true to today, but whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a great line. Then we, we find out that Jivan has been arrested due to this comment that she wrote on Facebook because she had also been internet friends with this known terrorist, but she didn't know that they were terrorists because they're internet friends, obviously. So, Jivan gets arrested because of this comment on Facebook because, yeah, all that. So, she gets arrested. Then we meet Lovely, who is a trans woman who is a hijra. And then from what my understanding is that hijras are these kind of beggars but also they bless people so i didn't quite understand that let me look it up actually because i was going to and then i forgot but she's definitely poor she is treated as an outcast in society and no one wants to talk to her because 
And they think, yeah, I know, because they think she is just this vagabond, you know? People suck. Yeah, I know. Particularly men, but I didn't say that. Okay, so hijras are, is kind of, it seems like it's kind of a slur, but not really, maybe? It's a word for a intersex or transgender person. Okay, so it's just, I guess it's like an Indian translation of of trans. Transgender? Yeah, so it says on the Wikipedia page, it says that it's officially recognized as a third gender in the Indian oh, sub- okay. subcon- subcontinent, sorry. And it, it means being considered neither completely male nor female. I guess, is that a bad thing? I feel like in the context of this character, it's kind of a bad thing because she definitely identifies as a woman. Okay. But they, so, oh, so it's like if she identifies as a woman, that they still call her like a he, she, inter, yeah, yeah inter, like that intersex. Kind of like but she I fully identifies as a woman, but she's they identify her as an intersex. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Obviously, feel free to correct us if we're wrong. We're just trying to go off a quick Google search. So we meet her. She's with her partner. Azura, I think that's how you say his name, who she... You're not the dyslexic one, I am. Azad, sorry, Azad. I knew it was an AZ something. Azad, who tells her that she that he loves her, but Lovely tells him that he should really move on, find someone else to fall in love with and have kids because his family doesn't accept Lovely. It's very sad. Very, it sounds very sad. Very I sad. don't like yeah. 10 out of 10, don't like And Azad is like, no, I don't want to leave you. I love you. 10 out of 10, love him. Yeah, he seems like a very nice guy, but Lovely is like, you should just, you should be able to have the family you want, blah, 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 blah. So then we meet P.T. Sir, which I hate that they don't ever give him an actual name that's just his name throughout the whole book. I don't like, but okay. Do They oh. don't, they don't specify what pt stands for well it's jim pt it's like uh i don't know what it stands for but like it's it's jim basically oh okay yeah so that's like what the translated name is this is jim no i mean i don't know i've definitely heard of pe's like called pt oh oh okay i thought you meant like the name g uh j i m not g y m no jim like gym class oh Dumbass. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess maybe like physical therapist, but that doesn't really make sense why it's called PT, but that's the only thing I could think of. So, PT, sir, is this teacher who worked at the school that Jivan went to. Okay. And he was very nice to Jivan. He gave her extra, he gave her food when he knew she was starving. He saw her potential because she was very good at sports. Mm-hmm. But but then she kind of disappeared because you find out she's poor. She lived in, she's from the slums. And she eventually dropped out of school and he never saw her again. So when this news story breaks that Jivan is the one who helped the terrorists bomb the train who killed over 100 people. He 
automatically thinks the worst of her. Which isn't true, right? It's just because she posted that thing on Facebook. Yeah, right. Which she never did. So the government's a piece of garbage. Yes, exactly. So once this story airs, he's just like, wow, she wasn't who I thought she was. Thinks the worst of her. Whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So we find out. I'm trying to think of what the best way to do this is because it's always so hard when there's dual perspectives, you know? Yeah, 100%. So I think from here on, because that's the basic about all of them, basically. So I'm just going to kind of go chronologically by point of view. Yeah, go like by what like chapter? Like if by like if they like what like three chapters as PT or like three chapters as another? No, it's literally every other chapter it switches off. Oh. Yeah. So I'm just going to go chronologically throughout the story because that's just kind of easier because otherwise it gets a little confusing because it's so many, it's three different point of views and that's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to start with Jeevan's point of view through this story. So Jeevan gets arrested. She gets taken into custody they force a false confession out of her by beating Fuck her. false confessions, as I've learned from my multitude of reading about them. But continue. They force this false confession out of her. And she goes in front of a judge. They accuse her of doing this all. And she tells the judge, no, I never did this. And they say, well, we have a, conf- a signed confession from you. And she tells them, I didn't. I, I, that didn't happen. I only signed it because they were beating me. And she holds up her shirt and they see the bruises. So the judge grants her an actual trial. So she goes to the, to jail and has to live with all these other inmates. I think they're all women because it made me think that from all the other inmates they described, they all seem like they're, they're women. So I think it's an all women's prison. And the prison is not well kept. They, it's kind of shitty. The inmates basically tried, kind of try to help Jeevan a little bit, but it's really only in the interest of themselves because if they help Jeevan, they can get some of something out of it. Mm-hmm. And one inmate in particular tells her that all these journalists are trying to get her side of the story. But the madam of the prison has been blocking these requests to Jeevan. So this inmate with, or this Jeevan with the help of this inmate arranges a interview with one journalist from one newspaper who seems very reputable and wants to tell the truth. So Jeevan goes through her whole story with this journalist and tells him that from very small. She lived in the slums. The government found out there was oil in these slums, so they forced these people out of their homes by sending the police to get them out of there by beating them. Yeah, and taking over their homes. No. The people tried to rally back with homemade quote-unquote bombs. It's really just their, like, fecal matter in (laughs) soda cans. Oh my god, I love it. I love it! Yeah, that they would throw at the policemen. I love it. But that didn't didn't do anything. It didn't stop them. They still came in and take over took over their homes and forced them out. So they moved in with 
an auntie, an auntie, and that's when in a bigger city. Sorry, no, I'm gonna have to cut that. In a, a bigger, well, yeah, a bigger city than what they were living in. It's still not a city, but it's a bigger town, township, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Jivan takes her father to a doctor. The doctor says that he has to get x-rays before he can actually even see him or prescribe him any medication because Jivan's father was attacked during this raid and beaten, so his back is all messed up. It turns out that his back has been severely deformed or broken. I can't exactly say. And I believe they say that it's, like, fractured in a couple places, they bring these x-rays back to the doctor. The doctor gives him some medication, but tells them that he can't work because this has to heal on its own. So then Jivan's mother has to go to work and she sells homemade food at the side of the, of the road. But during the cold season, the rainy season, she can't do that. So it's not the most reliable source of income. Jivan's father was a, um, what do they call them in New York? The, the people who ride around on bikes, what are they called? And they do, like, taxis. I know what they're called. Oh, my God, and the name just escaped me. I know, I know. Pedicabs. Pedicabs. It's basically like that. It's a pedicab. That's what uh-huh. her dad did. So, it sucks, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, they eventually move out of that auntie's house to the big city, and Jivan one day is in, in the city and sees this wealthier woman have her purse open and thinks about stealing from her but then kind of decides not to but still gets caught and this woman instead of punishing her or turning into the police takes her back to where she works she works for underprivileged youth and gives her a scholarship to school wow yeah pretty nice must be nice um, can't relate but it must be yeah. nice so Jivan goes to school and she's never the most popular. The kids kind of don't like her because she's weird and has, you know, dirty clothes, doesn't eat what they all eat. But she does well in, in gym and she does okay during her studies. She you with know, PT? gets by. Yeah, with PT, sir. Sir, PT, sir. sir. Exactly. And she gets by. Eventually... She tells her mother she has to drop out of school because she knows that her mother can't make enough to pay for her father's medication. So she drops out after grade 10, which is they have some exams in grade 10, apparently, which is different than the U.S. because we don't have to deal with that shit until we're juniors. Yeah, exactly. So they it seemed like from this book that they have great uh, tests during grade 10 and grade 12. She takes her grade 10 tests, passes with a 52%, and Must then drops out. I, I fail my trigger regions with a 64. Oof. Big oof. Mine literally missing one point, but anyway. So then she drops out after her grade 10 exams where she gets a 52. She works at a, a nicer shop called Pantaloons. Love that. Ooh. That's fun. That's right. like a fun, cute, like, hole-in-the-wall boutique. Exactly. Come to, come to pantaloons. Yeah, and it's at a mall. 
She does okay there, and that's where she works, I believe, until all of this goes down with the the, ter- the train and the terrorists and whatnot. And we we've also find out that the day that she... Sorry, the day that this terrorist attack happened, the people... She was on that train, but survived, and she had was seen with a package. The package was books that she was bringing to tutor Lovely, the oh, transgender woman, in oh, English. Yeah. yeah. So she was doing community service to help Lovely learn English, and people mistook that package to be a bomb. A bomb. Yeah. Because people fucking suck. Suck. Exactly. So you get all this backstory as she's telling it to the journalist. The journalist says, okay, thank you. I'm going to bring this back to to the home office and to my editor and we'll publish it. The, the newspaper totally fucks her over. What a shock. Totally fucks her over. Publishes that she said that she that they threw bombs at the gov- at the police and and whatnot it's just a mess it's a whole ass mess so then when she goes to to court it just all falls apart the prosecution accuses her of throwing bombs at police still says that she is the one who what she was communicating with terrorists over facebook and fucking just, Facebook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fucking Facebook. And that there's no concrete evidence to say otherwise. The defense brings up Lovely. Lovely goes and bears witness for Jivan and gives a really empowering speech saying you, sh- you sh- she was tutoring me in English and shame on you for not believing her. This is horrible. But in the end... The judge rules that they can't just take the word of Lovely because she's a hijra and she begs on the street for money for her living. So what is her word worth? Gold. Basically. It's worth fucking gold. Yep, I know. Don't Fuck tell all me. these people. Don't even, yeah, don't even. I know. So she gets sentenced to death. What? Yep. Because she's deemed as un, unlike... Oh, what is the word they use? It's basically unpatriotic and unloyal to the state. And abiding, I would have been dead a long time ago. Abiding uh, or abetting terrorists. So she gets sentenced, okay, maybe not that, sentenced to death. And she has one last ditch effort, sorry, effort where she has to, she has like a mercy plead. So she writes this letter gives it to her lawyer, or sorry, her lawyer files it, basically, and it gets thrown out. The judge is what? like, no. yeah, Piece mm-hmm. of shit! Yep. And then... You like my singing? That was great. <laughs> then, so Jivan finds this out, and she's still not giving up. She's still like, there's a chance. I, can- I didn't Aww. do this. This is wrong. So she keeps writing to the head of state, all these sweet, letters saying, naive I, will, optimism. I didn't do this. If you free me, I will give my life to tutoring kids in English and I'll teach and I'll give back to the state and the government. Jokes on and that. Whatnot. That was already her plan. Yeah. <laughs> and so she 
ends up one day getting taken out of her cell and led through the courtyard to a hanging. She sees ropes and she falls down and, and they pick her up because they knew that was going to happen. That, and that's why they had so many people escorting her out. And she goes up and gets hung. And dies. Wait. From, what? For this crime that she didn't do. Wait. So for this Facebook post? Yes. Because this Facebook post, in conjunction with her talking to an, a known terrorist who was part of this act, is enough to... Shut the fuck up. Yes. Gotta hate it here. Yep. So, that's Jeevan's story. Lovely I hate it. Or sorry, P.T. Sir's story is that he, while commuting back and forth from his job at the school, or sorry, he was doing errands this one day, comes across this rally for this... Wait, do they all die in the end? I can't tell you that. What the fuck? What the fuck? Don't mock me. So, the person that P.T. Sir sees is... Her name is Bamala Paul. Bamala Paul? Bamala Paul. I'm probably saying that wrong, but that's how I'm saying it. That's okay. And she's part of a party that... We all wish we were part of a party, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, mood. But, yeah, she's part of a party called Jana something or other. I can't find it right now. (laughs) Yeah, but I remember the first word was Jana, and I was like, okay, go off. Go off, I guess. Right. So, P.T. Sir comes across this rally for Bam- that Bamala Paul is at promoting herself in the party that basically says, to put it in, like, layman terms, it's like, oh, we should, we should be patriotic, and supporting, it's we- very weird, like, the party, because it's so different than ours. We should be patriotic and not question the state and also oh, lift up. up. But no, 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 listen. But lift up the education system and train our youth to not question our ideals. So, PT Sir goes to this rally, whatever. And, okay, so he goes to the rally. And I just want to yeah, make sure, he, like, okay. Yeah, and he meets this woman because... They're having trouble with this, the sound system, and PT Sir has some sort of experience with his school's sound system, so he can help them out. Okay. He helps them out. Bamala recognizes this, tells him thank you, and sends him on his way, whatever. He later goes to a second rally where they recognize him again and basically bring him into kind of, kind of like, the outside part of the inner fold. Okay. So he's like second tier. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So he tells his wife about this. His wife is hesitant. She doesn't like it because she knows something sus is going on. (laughs) She really does. She's the MVP of this entire (laughs) storyline because she's like, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't think you should get involved. And he is like, fuck you. I'll do what I want. He doesn't say fuck you. And he doesn't really have that attitude, but he still is like, fuck you, I'll that's do what I the, want. That's the attitude that comes across. Yeah, kind of. I love that, because that's my attitude. Yeah. He's like, she's like, he's like, 
fuck you, I'll do what I want. And she's like, all right, but I told you. Except for she's not all right with it. She told him flat out, don't go at any more rallies. And he still goes to rallies. So P.T. Sir eventually gets given this job where he goes. As a gym teacher? Yeah, the gym teacher gets this job given by this party to go to these court hearings and bear false witness to these crimes that have been happening. What does that mean? So, I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay. So, someone comes in and says that I saw this person dealing counterfeits. They they find out. They find someone to go up on the stand and say, yeah, I saw them, even though they didn't see them and they had nothing oh, to do with okay, the crime Okay, so, like, at all. the reverse of lying. Well, like, okay, it's so the lying it on the stand. It is, like, lying on the stand. But, like, the reverse of, like, they didn't see what they thought, like... You know what I mean? Like, it's not a good reason why they're doing it versus yeah, the bad. No. Basically, it's like one of the reasons, one of the examples they give in the book is they, there's a robbery at a store. PT Sir just happens to be there and sees this person running out of the store, but he was never there. They don't even know if this person was actually the person who robbed them. They just think it is. Okay. Yeah. No, I so, was thinking like if someone's on the stand and they're they're supporting like a murderer and they're like, no, I didn't see them murder that person, like that, but bearing false witness to like that, but it's like the opposite. Yeah, it's okay. the opposite because they don't know if that's actually the right person, and this person never even saw them, so that it's not even like they were just mistaken. They're just completely lying. Okay, that's yeah. what. I, okay, so. They have him doing that for a couple of months, and then they have him going around to different schools, giving propaganda speeches about their party and how they should, yep, how they should be improving schools and whatnot, whatever. And then he goes and speaks at Jivan's trial and says, oh, she was a great student, I I gave her food because I felt bad for her because she she seemed like she wasn't eating, which she wasn't. Yeah. And then she dropped off the face of the earth and I never saw her. So she must have gone bad after she left school trying to push. I hate men. Yeah. Trying to push this narrative that they need to keep schools going. That's that is also indoctrinating all these students with their propaganda. You know, I hate men. Yeah. Men, sorry, I shouldn't say I hate men. Men ain't shit. There's a difference. Let's make that very clear. Men ain't shit is the difference between I hate men. And then he goes, he, while at one of these propaganda outreaches, I'll call them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to call them. Rallies, I guess. There, he's giving a speech to promote a new school to whatever to get this school up and running better Mm -hmm. and someone comes in saying that someone had murdered a cow cows are sacred in india yes because that's one of uh the hindi gods and there is a muslim living in that particular town and they go and find the muslim and kill him and his family because he's muslim and 
Muslims eat cows because they don't eat pork. Right, right. Sorry, I got confused for a second. I thought they... Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, reversed. No, it's all good. And they later come to find out this Muslim, they murder him and his family, even though they say in the book, I mean, not like it makes any difference, but they make sure to mention in the book that he was a nice guy, part of the community, that he was always helpful. That's what they say about every person before they I get know, murdered. But they make, I had to say it because they make certain to mention it in the book. Yeah. That he did nothing f- to these people for them to even ex- suspect that he was the one to to murder this cow. What even though the he's fuck? Other than he's Muslim. And then they murder this poor man and his family what? and open his freezer and find no cow. So he wasn't the person who murdered the, mu- the cow. Okay, this is going to sound really ignorant. Mm-hmm. Is everyone in India just a vegetarian or do they just eat pig? They would eat, yeah, they would eat pig. Because I do love me some bacon, and I know that comes from pig, but. Right. I'm pretty sure they just eat pork and chicken. They just don't eat cow. Okay, that's fair. I do love me both of those. I don't know if I could do without cow, though. I love a hamburger. (laughs) I could definitely do without cow, because I don't like hamburger at all that much. If we have any Indian followers, please let us know, because this is just all, this is all Because we're super, super white from America, So we don't know anything. We're super ignorant. All of my, I don't know. All of this is just off the book and what they say in the book. And then what I learned from world history and whatnot. So that could be easily wrong. But I'm not saying I know everything because I don't. No. Anyone that says they know anything is a liar. Everything is a liar. So. Right. So. P.T. Sir sees this murder and feels very guilty for it. And previously to this all, he had not been telling his wife that he was lying under oath for piece of shit for this party. So after after this murder happens, he tells his wife. Wait, the murder of the Muslim. That's okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't the same as the murder of the first. Yeah. Yeah. No. After the murder of the Muslim, he tells his wife. And it's, like, implied that the wife is mad at him because he did this behind her back and makes him buy her a better oven. <laughs> Which, okay, okay sis. Listen, I know that's a horrible thing to say, but, like, if my husband came back and was like, listen, I lied to you about this, I'd make him buy me a better oven, too. Right. But, like, not if it was murder. If it was murder, I would turn him in, just to be very clear about that. He doesn't actually... Or I'd murder him myself. Right. He doesn't actually partake in the murder of the Muslim, but he sits back and watches. But he knows. that's Which he feels is, like, taking part, even though he never did anything to instigate it. But he still feels very much guilty for it. He knows. That's the problem. Right. Exactly. So, and he knows, I think deep down that he, that he knows that his party is part of the reason that's, is perpetuating this kind of, horribleness you know, stereotype yeah. and horribleness. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So after this, after he buys his wife, this new oven that's super fancy and costs, costs them 5,000 rupees. What a queen. <laughs> oven yep i need to look how much how much a uh, five thousand rubies is, is in american dollars continue i'm gonna look it up while you're <laughs> okay so he 
goes back to the party, the party, and tells them about what happened with the Muslim family. And they kind of brush it off. They make him more involved in the campaigning and, and whatnot. And he talks to more teachers and, and gives them his insight into how to get the teacher vote. And eventually his pick, the person he is working for, for the party, the candidate for his party, wins the election. And they give him the task of getting rid of Jivan's mercy plea because that is what the people want, they tell him. And they need to get rid of this plea because the people want her to be gone and to be punished for what she did, quote unquote. So Mm -hmm. I just, I just, wait, I just Googled how much 5,000 rubies is and it's $36,000 USD. So I feel like that's either really wrong or really expensive oven. That's a real expensive oven. I mean, go sis, go for it. Yes. So we just, okay, but sorry, continue. So PT sir accepts this, I don't know, mission <laughs> i don't even know what to call it they like all right, we're, all right natasha romanoff yeah he accepts this and gets a hold of jivan's lawyer smooshes him into giving pt smooshes jivan's lawyer into giving pt sir the paperwork to to turn it in by saying he was going to expedite it just to a decision not to sway it one way or another he clearly tampers with it to get a conviction and make make her plea to be her mercy plea thrown out many shit and gets her hung and then he ends up with a big fancy cushy job in a high rise and that's it mhm and so that and then that's the end of pt sir's journey throughout the book lovelies is a bit shorter she's an aspiring actress she has a lot of potential her acting coach tells her but she's a hijra so she's an outcast in the in society she deals with a lot of internalized hate because of her family not accepting who she was they talk about throwing her to the curb so she runs away and and finds this other hijra tribe and witnesses someone else going through what it seems like a um sex correction surgery is that what they call them or sex change yeah sex change or a sex correction so she goes and witnesses a sex correction that is done without any anesthesia oh yeah no anesthesia my body and they do the whole thing and they describe it with that there's a lot of blood and eventually that person is really good friends with Lovely. They die because they succumb to their wounds or whatever. Ew! Yeah. Because there's, <gasps> it's just very... It seems very botched to me at least. So she witnesses this and then she decides she's never going to get a sex change because she's too scared of that happening to her. That's fair. But that also makes her kind of an outcast to the other hedras in her group because she doesn't get the sex change because that's what they all that's what they all have to do quote unquote that just surprises me that that is so a sex change is so prominent in india 
Not that like I wouldn't expect people to get it. I just feel like that's such an expensive surgery to have that it's not yeah. common. But that again, that could just be my ignorance. Like I don't know. Her Hedra tribe is it seems like they all get sex changes and that's what makes them part of their group. And they're they're almost not allowed because they have a madam who oversees their group and their madam usually doesn't let people into their group if they don't have the sex change so Uh, okay that makes that makes lovely kind of an outcast to her group a little bit okay okay that makes more sense right so she really struggles with this otherness both because she's transgender so her family doesn't accept her her lover's family doesn't accept her her and her lover end up splitting apart because she wants oh they get divorced or like they break up they break up because they were never married and because Listen, common law is a thing i don't know i don't know any of it is but i don't know how long they were together either, so they might not be common law but she tells her her lover like she wants him to go and live a full life like his family wants him to she feels bad for holding him back it's very sad then we we see her being really praised in her acting class because she's a very a good actress according to her acting coach. She goes into Jivan's hearing or court hearing. Court sentencing? No, it's like during the actual uh thing. questioning. She's a witness. She bears witness during <laughs> Yeah, that's During, literally what it is. A witness questioning. Yeah. She's a witness for Jivan's case. And this... There's a, a clip that is released on the internet that that along with another clip that she records and puts on WhatsApp. Love that. Love the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> really propels her into stardom where she gets, she starts getting roles because she's well known for being involved in this case, and she eventually gets to be this big part in this big director's play. Yay! We love that. Is yes. this a happy ending? Can you just so tell me now at, if it's a happy ending? At the end, at the end, lovely. We leave her on top of her field she's in this huge oh she's on top of her game yeah she's on this huge movie and she plays a really big part in it because before she was classed as a b actor which is background basically or people they're characters who the hero will defeat they're you know the evil person you know the the b-roll yeah yeah so she's now it seems like classed as an a-class Yay! Actress. But the thing is, to get where she is, to get this big part, she had to dis- disavow Jivan and say that she doesn't believe her oh. and doesn't support her and that she misjudged. So basically, the moral that I took from this book is that everyone just climbs on top of of the low man on the totem pole to get where they want to go. Yeah. They all, everyone uses Jivan as a stepping stone to get what they want. PT, sir, uses his connection to Jivan to climb up the political totem pole. Mm-hmm. Lovely uses Jivan 
to climb up the acting totem yeah. pole because that launches her into bigger stardom. It doesn't mm-hmm. start that way. Lovely's intentions aren't to do that. She truly witnesses for Jivan because she believes her mm-hmm. and believes that she's a good person. But once she gets into bigger roles, she has to say no, denounce her. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of the bittersweet ending is that both the good character, Lovely, that has had a lot of strife in her life and a lot of bad and pain also isn't too different than the worst character, P.T. Sir, who beat badmouthed jivon from the beginning and mm. and plays a hand in in her ultimate demise because he doesn't yeah he throws a, you know he throws her mercy sentence sentencing out so wow that's the end wow yep i mean i love lovely's ending and i give you full permission to talk shit about me when i die before you because let's be real <laughs> that's gonna happen Knock on wood. Oh my god. I give you full permission to do that shit to me if it means getting a better position anywhere. Because I'm dead. And if you don't do that and I find out you didn't, I will haunt your kitchen cabinets till the day you die. Yeah, but the thing with Lovely is is that Jivan wasn't dead. But that's like for the whole time. But that's what I mean. Like I didn't die like I know I'm not gonna die in a in a politically wrong sense i'm gonna die because i fell through a window tripping down the stairs <laughs> oh call gosh. back to midnight sun um <sighs> like i'm you gonna die in a really ridiculous and off like stupid way not in a politically charged way oh boy so that's what i mean like don't come for me i know i'm gonna die like because i tripped over my foot or something like oh that my gosh. like we both know that's true come on oh, i don't want to think about it i don't want to think know about I'm it right Say it. You know I'm right. No. Knock on wood. I'm not going to say it. Fine. But I'm going to come back and haunt you in your dreams. I'm going to say, I told you so. I oh told Lord. you so. But yeah, that is, that's a burning. Wow. Um. Wow. That was a fun, uh, that sounds like a phenomenal book. I kind of want to read it now. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty sh- short. Let me, the text inside is really big. Like. Wow. Wait. Okay, that is like a standard. That's like a little bit bigger than the standard. So that's it's good. definitely bigger than standard size. So I think you could do it. I might steal it from you when you come back from New York. When you come yes. back to New York. <laughs> come back from New York to New York. Yeah, when you come back from upstate New York to uh, lower New York. True. 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 For Halloween. Yes. <laughs> Me and <laughs> Sadie and I want to do something fun for Halloween. Like she can be um Thai. <laughs> from oh boy. clueless and you can yes. be alicia silverstone and i'll be catwoman's alicia silverstone perfect and then the three of us can just dance to taylor swift all halloween wow that's just my ideal day <laughs> yeah i'll bring the alcohol because let's be real you won't bring the alcohol well you can find me on twitter at hbi cheska and on instagram at francesca hope and where can they find you you can find me on Goodreads as Alicia Reads 13. Because it's the only social media you use. I still can't believe it. Yep, that's right. And you want my we'll thoughts? S- Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you for the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.